there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. Hello and welcome to the Twilight Highlight Zone. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by... Jeff Cork. Hello, friend. We're still back, baby. Still back, baby. We reviewed every episode of the original run of the Twilight Zone. We insisted we never come back. No encores. We screamed into the mic, no matter how many... 13 people tweeted us to please come <laughs> back. But by God, we're back to talk about Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. The yes. great reboot. The reboot we all demanded yep. and we barely deserved. Uh, this is our second episode back. This time we're covering Nightmare at 30,000 feet. It's 10,000 more. <laughs> I guess I don't, know, I don't know the exact height that planes fly. Do they, Have they raised 10,000 feet since the 60s? They're or? in the low millions at this point. Okay. The first real remake of the Twilight Zone reboot, which is very fun. Uh, we're very invested in this. We covered the original. We covered the movie version with mm-hmm. John Lithgow. Uh, and now the third, well, there could have been one in the 80s and 2000s. I guess I have no idea because yeah. we have not watched any the of those. The iconic Adam Scott moves into the role. <laughs> Adam Scott starring in this ditty. Uh, this episode is written by Marco Ramirez, who wrote uh, for like Orange is the New Black and Defenders and Marvel's Daredevil and stuff. And it's directed by Greg Yatanis, uh, who directed... A bunch of old TV, like old CSI episodes, Lost, which might become relevant later on. Mm. Uh, House, stuff like that. Just a good classic yeah. uh, TV director. Uh, the story is by three people, one of them being Simon Kinberg, the executive producer, and Jordan Peele. And then it was officially written by Marco Ramirez. Mm-hmm. But Nightmare at 30,000 Feet starts out. Adam Scott, our dear friend, Justin Sanderson. Turns out he's a magazine writer. Mm-hmm. He runs into some other guy to set the whole thing up at the airport. Joe Beaumont is the name. Charles Beaumont. A little homage to him. Oh. The writer of the original Nightmare 20,000 Feet. Oh, my God. Thank God you catch that stuff. You're the best, Jeff Cork. So, Mwah. runs into him in the airport uh, just to establish. They're like, hey, I wanted to buy this magazine. Oh, that's my name on the cover. Yes, hey, Jeff real Cork. quick. The magazine above... Hit that magazine on the magazine rack has Samir from the last episode. Oh, does cover. it really? Yeah. Oh, so maybe... Hmm, because last the episode we're talking... universe, maybe. Oh, I've heard rumor of that. Uh, the last episode we're talking about, like, why make the comedian first? But yeah. it's nice to know that maybe it was somewhat planned out, unless yeah. there's future hints of future episodes, and it wasn't necessarily shot yeah. in the dedicated order, you know? If that was, if this magazine cover in the episode Nightmare at 30,000 Feet was the reason, I would say it wasn't worth it. <laughs> okay, so he gets on the plane. It's become clear. He's talking to his significant other, talking about how nervous he is about flying, and there's a lot of conversation about like, oh, what I saw in Yemen is pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. But hey, the past is the past. Got to move on. Now I'm on this flight to Tel Aviv. I got to make this happen, flight right? 1015. Flight 1015. He says, oh, isn't that funny? The flight was delayed, and now it's flying at 1015. Mm-hmm. A lot of 1015s coming up, it turns out. Yeah. Gets on the flight. He's getting a little bit nervous. The setting for this episode is bizarre. It's near future because as he's walking through the airport, there's like a billboard for like go to Mars and like the security screening and stuff is like, oh, this is a little bit more sci-fi. The Mars thing threw me off because the first time I was like, oh, yeah, they're, this is way in the future. I looked at it again. It doesn't make it clear. It looks like it's just talking about our efforts to go to Mars. Right. Because it talks about like... Uh, discovery, like the the 
the rovers and everything. Like it does not look like you can book your flight too much. If you were to guess the year this episode takes place in, hang on, I'm going to write down a year. All right. Um. Okay. Say yours. Uh, 2022. 2026. I wrote down. Ah, four years off. No. What does that tell you? Olympics. Hmm. Four years. Like four o'clock. Your favorite episode of the old Twilight Zone. Oh it's my all gosh. Together. <laughs> a giant pencil. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he gets on the plane. He's very nervous. In the plane, in the back of the seat, he finds an old, I guess, MP3 player. It's weird looking. It's very confusing looking. It reminds me of like that weird shell-shaped e-reader that was in It Follows mm, that a character prominently that. uses. And you're like, what is that? And you look it up online and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a real thing. This is very weird. So I wonder if this MP3 player is something you could actually buy. Just like it's a retro theme. Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. Thank you. Anyways, so uh, he starts playing this podcast on this MP3 player, you know, like you do. Mm-hmm. And it's hosted by Dan Carlin himself from yes. Hardcore History. Yes. Mr. Quote, unquote, himself. <laughs> Lovely to hear his voice. And the episode is the tragic mystery of flight 1015. Wait a minute. He's on flight 1015. Yeah. So he starts listening to the podcast, starts to realize more and more that like, wait, this is about this specific flight here because a bird hit the engine at exactly this time. Mm-hmm. And it, the guy who we ran into in the beginning makes it clear that he's a pilot and he knows for a fact that that was in fact a bird that hit the engine and all that stuff. Yeah, the podcast is like in less than an hour, it's gone after takeoff, never to be heard from again. Right. So there's a ticking clock. This uh-huh. is a definition of a ticking clock episode. Yep. Uh, and by the way, the clock is ticking for 37 minutes because that's how long the episode is, which is... Odd to have a 37 minute episode of the Twilight Zone, but hey, yeah. man, it's the new era. Let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And after they, like, after he does, like, never to be heard from again, then we see uh, Jordan Peele doing his intro and it's kind of appearing on the TVs that are kind of throughout the airplane. Yeah. It's a cool presentation. Like, the camera's panning around, flying yeah. through. Uh, the camera's moving a lot in these episodes. Yeah, it really is. In a confusing way. Yeah. And it's interesting because he's standing on the television display, he's standing in front of, like, this island. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Oh, very interesting. interesting. Uh, so as the episode goes on, basically it's become he becomes more and more paranoid because more and more things line up with this podcast that he's desperate to keep listening to. He tries to get the guy sitting next to him to listen to the podcast. Yes. And the guy is like, I don't want to get lice in leaves. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> never brought up again, which is very frustrating throughout the entire episode. It's like, just try to get somebody else to yeah. listen to it. Because it's not like Nightmare at 20,000 Feet where you're like, okay, the gremlin on the wing, you know, in that classic episode with Martin, well, William Shatner is like, that thing saw that other people were coming so we could, like, leave. Right. This is just a podcast. Yes. You could hook it through the PA system if you really wanted to and make yeah. it very clear. There's it's, some real trouble it's here. It's like the glasses that they live, where it's just like, just put the glasses on. You don't have to get a big right. fist fight over it. And what he knows is that the plane goes dark after they say, good night, New York. Yes. And that's it. So he's trying to stop this from happening. So they also nail how sweaty he is. Because throughout the episode, he's getting more and more sweaty, which is a very John Lithgow mm, thing. Very <laughs> because sweaty. in the movie, John Lithgow is just, oh my God, it's like broadcast news. There's mm-hmm. so much sweat pouring from his head. Yeah. Which is fun. So yeah, that's basically the beat. Is he becomes more and more paranoid, more and more things line up. He's trying to figure out like, okay, there's mysterious people on the flight. Mm-hmm. There's uh, somebody that's in the Russian mafia. Maybe they're involved with taking down the flight. Yeah, What's his role in this? Because the podcast, they don't know what happened. It is a mystery. So right. it's just like, all we know are the clues that were in the flight manifest. So there's like... You know, like you said, Russian mobster was about to testify. Could Russians have shot the plane down? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's people that are himself. playing, Watch uh, watching something on their phone. And he goes up and he's like, could you please turn that off? And they're like, you understand we're Sikh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I didn't understand. Why did they say that? I think, uh, that? I think uh, Sikhs are often 
uh, misidentified as being Muslim oh, right after September 11th. So they were okay. getting a lot of hate crimes directed Got at it. them. Got it. So he's like, I just need you to turn that off. And the flight attendant's getting more and more frustrated with like, sir, Mr. Sanderson, Mr. Sanderson, please take your seat. Eventually, the air marshal puts uh, cuffs on him, little zip tie thing, mm-hmm. and puts him in his seat. And he, he's desperate to just reach that podcast to listen to it more because he's got to get more, got to get more, gotta all get that more. stuff. Uh, then the pilot buddy that he met in the beginning the very confusing character it just he says like hey i i could grab the the yoke i could fly this plane and make sure we don't crash i just yeah. need to know the code to get into the cockpit mm-hmm. and it turns out the code he just guesses is 1015 He's like i know the code that's the big secret and it absolutely is then the guy gets in the cockpit uh takes out the two pilots in there then starts flying the plane uh and then he, he decompresses it so everyone like passes out which is odd, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so he gets in there, he's flying the plane, and then uh, Adam Scott's character, Justin uh, Sanderson, says, Oh, S, he's the pilot. Again, this show thinks we're very stupid. <laughs> and then he says, he says, hey, good night, New York. And yeah. then the plane crashes, and they explain that as the podcast continues rolling, that, oh, everybody was rescued. Oh, no, that's episode two. Episode, oh, I see. He, he runs over, he's like, washes up on this rocky beach on the island that you see from Jordan Peele's intro. Which also has a little toy of the original monster has from Nightmare 20,000 Feet re- washing very up. Very nice nod to that, the gremlin. And then uh, he's like, ah, and he finds the MP3 player just on there and he plays it. And he's like, episode two. And he's like, wow, that last episode was our most popular one. All the people survived except for one. They were found later. On a tiny atoll. On a tiny atoll. And then everybody else that survived the flight walks up to Adam Scott on the beach as he's trying to listen to the MP3 player and because they realize that he's the reason this plane crashed very clearly, then they kind of turn into zombies and just just rush him and apparently then kill him and hide the body? Yeah. Like everybody on this flight? Yeah. It's very confusing and then that's it and Jordan Peele says uh, that in the end, he was an investigative reporter unwilling to investigate himself Mm -hmm. in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. At the end of this episode... I sat back and I said, now it's the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Now we have a bad episode. <laughs> We've done it. Like, it's it's the lost world moment of now you're John Hammond. Now yeah. you're Ron Sterling because you have cranked out a turd. A turd. Jeff Clark, what did you think of this episode? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's a real bummer. Because uh, we I, love Adam Scott. love Adam Scott. He's great. I love Nightmare 20,000 Feet. I actually yes. watched that, the original, sandwiched between my viewings of this particular oh, very episode. smart. Okay. And I think that episode is so successful, the original, because what's missing from this is like that element of paranoia. Like no one, mm. there, like no one believes him, but like it's, it's, I think it's communicated a lot more effectively with William Shatner, like that desperation of like, why won't anyone look at the wing? I'm doing it's everything right I can. Exactly. And Adam Scott, like he said, he's got these headphones. He's got this MP3 player rather than him trying to play super sleuth. One guy says, I don't want to listen to it because I want to get lice. But like, yeah, freaking do something. The air marshal, anybody like you can convince somebody on this flight to just listen to, just this, listen podcast. to this podcast. If you just play it cool a little bit. But I guess, you know, it's he's having a mental breakdown. So what are you going to do? I think that I had the same thought where it's like, I think the beauty of the original and even the John Lithgow segment uh-huh. to, to some extent is that I think the viewers are on their side. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. You are desperate for like, you want everybody to see the gremlin on that wing. Right. And it's always so close here. I was not on Adam Scott's side. It's like, yeah, I guess technically these things are lining up, but I'm 
emotionally invested in the other people on this flight being annoyed by this effing maniac because he's not going about this in a great way. Yeah, absolutely. But is it, I mean, should he be super reasonable? The point that they're trying to get at is that he is having a little bit of a mental breakdown yeah. because of the stuff that he's seen in Yemen was so horrific mm-hmm. as a reporter right. that he can't handle the stress of flying to Tel Aviv now. Yeah. I like the idea too that it's kind of like they 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 are very conscious of like showing you when he's boarding the plane like all these people of color and it's very multicultural flight to yeah. Tel Aviv. And it's just kind of like him meddling, being like one of those people who like calls the police when people are having a barbecue or something right, where it's just like right. just sit down. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they've got this. I understand that there's this podcast. If you're not going to, like, have someone share this experience of, like, listening to this, you're just being a big pest. Right. I did, like, when it showed him looking out the window, you're like, oh, something going to be on the I way? Oh, yeah. And then it was not that. You're like, all right. Well, I guess I do like them kind of reinventing this episode. I'm yeah. not an old stodgy that's insistent, like, you need to make no. that episode for the third time at least. You know right. what I mean? I like that they're shaking it up. And I, I enjoy the theme as someone who's addicted to podcasts myself, and I hope you are listening to this as well. But that idea of, like, tying in some modern addiction to the, mm-hmm. to the, you know, murder mystery podcast. You just have to know what happens next. Yeah. I'm sure that was kind of the Genesis connection. It was like, what if we tied an addiction to podcasts yeah. with Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, which conceptually is an interesting idea. Yeah. Wouldn't you skip ahead? <laughs> I think so, a little bit. 15 seconds. Or put skip. it on like the 1.5 speed. Right, right. Also, I didn't understand. I know it's a 37-minute episode, but if they have to take up three and a half minutes in the middle of Dan Carlin talking about the mattresses. <laughs> It unfurls in your house. Rolled up. <laughs> uh, it's also weird that uh, the guy flying the plane yeah. is Captain Donner, right? Which is another Donner reference to the director of the original Amber 20,000 oh, yeah. people. Like, the last episode just had a Donner Easter egg. You're yeah. back-to-back Donner it's cameos? regular Donner party, my friend. Hey! Uh, let's see. Other things that I think I liked about this episode. And I, 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 It is another classic Twilight Zone thing of like, the good guy getting mobbed by a bunch of bad guys. Right. <laughs> where he's like, well, why doesn't anyone believe me? Like monsters are due on Maple Street. Kind of like this, just the mob. Yes. The ambiguous mob will take you out in a confusing way. And that's like, yeah, with the camera pulling back in a very CGI way yeah. from the island. Or even like there's a shot before a commercial break too, where I think it might be after the seek thing. Yeah. Where Adam Scott's like, oh, it's happening. And then the camera just pulls back for like. An awkward mm-hmm. amount of time. I'm sure they thought it looked really cool. Maybe they're just really proud of the set, but it was just like, I, yeah. I don't know what this is here. Yeah. There was definitely a zombie vibe I was getting, like you you mentioned, of them just like lurching toward him. I wish that it, because I don't think that's what they meant to convey. I think yeah. they're just like angry. I wish one of them had just said like, hey, dude, if it sucks, let's, <laughs> let's get him or something, you know? <laughs> something reasonable. Like, also, uh, a little twerp. <laughs> do you feel like, again, Adam Scott, dear friend, Love it. Are you talking you two to me? Every time I see him, I'm happy. Yes. But. <laughs> yeah. Did he do a great job here? Is he the right pick? I don't think he was the right pick for this one. It's an odd tone where yeah. every once in a while, he's a little bit jokey. I feel like the direction was not clear to him about what the tone of this episode was mm-hmm. or his character. Because it seems to fluctuate between like, well, he wants to be a little bit joking. At times, it'll pop out like during the Seek thing. It's kind of like this awkward like, mm uh that's a kind of a comedic moment. And then mm-hmm. the rest of it is like, just a sweaty twerp mm-hmm. is a tough tone to nail. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things too, I think fight club ruined everything in a lot of like 
for audiences' minds? Because I would imagine yes. I, I, I bet that there are people that are thinking like, this Joe guy does not exist. It was all yep. Justin. Yes. Even though like at one point, like people are looking at Joe as he's like heading toward the cabin or the, right. the cockpit rather. Yeah, I guess uh, Fight Club people look at Tyler Durden, don't they? But it, I, I'm totally with you. I thought for sure like, okay, this is clearly just a manifestation of him, but mm-hmm. no. But what? What was that character? What then? was if the guy's it was... deal? <laughs> What's your deal? What was anybody's deal? Yeah. Man, what a mess. I feel like at the end of this, oh, by the way, I, I gave it a four out of 10. Where are you at? Yeah, I gave it another five. Oh, okay. So both of them are equal levels in your mind. The first two episodes. Yeah, they're not great. Boy, I thought this one was so much worse. Really? Than the first. Yeah, I really, really did for sure. But I felt like overall sitting back after this episode, it's like you don't just get to put the name Twilight Zone on something and remake some episodes. Like you need to earn it. You mm-hmm. need to earn it with your level of storytelling. And this yeah. episode is not a great sign for the future, I feel like. No, this is not like... Like they got the right, the, you know, the keys to the Marvel universe, and it's like we got to strike fast because Marvel is hot right now. Like, the Twilight Zone is what it is. Like, and this is how they're coming out of the gate, you know, with two abundantly mediocre episodes. At least the first one had some things to think about conceptually that were mm-hmm. kind of fun. What were you thinking about during this episode? The, yeah, that's the thing. Is like when someone is granted some power in the Twilight Zone, typically morality comes into it and you think about like, well, how would I react? You know, like how did this affect the, it didn't seem like there was that layer at all here. No, it was just like, Hey, he's got podcasts from the future. That's weird, right? Boy, he might be crazy. Huh? Who knows? Hey, past is the past. Past is the past. The past past is is the past. past. Yeah. Good night, New York. Investigative reporter. Yeah. Boy. When he said, he's the pilot. I was like, Oh boy. Like again, (laughs) I was so mad when that happened. <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh it's like no shit. Yeah. It's an odd thing too of like, you know, obviously the tension of the first one is like is this happening or mm-hmm. isn't this happening and then at the end they reveal the the pulled up things on the window yeah. like oh it actually was super happening. Yeah. So I guess the conclusion here also is that it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I it's just it's so close to just a zero. But again, we talked about this in the first episode. A lot of people love it. Like, a lot of people online are raving about it. I have a question. Yes, sir. Can I change my mind to a four also? Mm, okay. The more I think about it, the more this episode makes me mad. Oh, I'm glad I'm convincing you. Yeah. Okay, great. Officially, your review score is a four. My, yeah, I'm going down to a four. <sighs> this, to be clear, folks, this is out of ten. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And again, just to be clear, folks, Twilight's on one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah. And I'm happy that this show's back. I wish I was more excited about it. Yeah, this is some... Weird, misshapen golem that I, they've written Twilight Zone on him. Well, hang on, I don't go that far. It's funny because uh, in the office where we both work, uh, somebody asked, like, how's that new Twilight Zone? And we're both like, we can't say <laughs> because we want to save our reviews for the podcast. Yeah. And then you did say, it has a great cast. Yeah. I was like, all right, he's correct. And now I know that he secretly hates these episodes because you wouldn't have said that if you loved them. It has a great cast. Uh, the, yeah. the cast is great. Yeah. And I know that we men- mentioned this on the first episode, we should absolutely be clear. Like, I I don't want anyone to like mischaracterize. Like, I am not a person who's like the original Twilight Zone is perfect. Yes. I'm coming into this with an axe to grind because I don't think that anyone should ever touch touch the Twilight Zone. Touch again. everything is my rule. Yeah, touch it. All, I mean, they've already done like two reboots in a movie, so it's not like this is right. some sacred artifact that from the past that is you know you can't possibly play in this space. Yes, like I am looking forward to hopefully 
better episodes, which I can't imagine they won't be able to do. I want- I, yes, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm still looking forward to continuing this podcast. Absolutely. From the grave. Yeah. Oh, the grave. Twice on an episode. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to each release of each new episode on my hot new account on CBS All Access. <laughs> Pro. <laughs> yeah. Next, uh, we're going to be doing the Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I have some CSI Miami I've been meaning to catch up on. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. There's a lot of shows that I did not were, know were shows. <laughs> <laughs> what is Burn Notice? <laughs> All right. That's it, Jeff Cork. Anything else to say about Nightmare at 30,000 Feet? Um, no, I think you uh, covered it. Beautiful. That's it, everybody. Until right. next time, Twilight, Twilight Highlight, Highlight. Highlight.